Hey, uh, before I start the video proper, just want to give you a heads up. Uh, sorry if my voice sucks for this. I'm getting over being sick, which is why I couldn't um, really do much for the last like two weeks with these videos. So uh, yeah, that's why there was no major upload last week. Sorry. Anyhow, on with the show. Merry Christmas. Or, if you're watching this on the day of release, Happy Hanukkah. Now, back to the holiday that actually matters. Christmas is a huge holiday, surpassed in number of celebrators solely by New Year's. It's a massive shopping season and well-loved by billions. Because of its insane popularity, many songs, plays, and movies are dedicated to it. You've got your classics like A Christmas Story and White Christmas, as well as newer hits like Elf and All I Want for Christmas is You. But we're not here to talk about those today. We're here to talk about a part of the holiday season cherished by some and ridiculed by others. That's right, we're here to talk about Hallmark-style Christmas movies. For the uninitiated, several channels, most notably Hallmark, produce one or several Christmas movies every year that follow a pretty specific formula. A young blonde woman with a tragic family life is in her hometown, usually visiting it, and she just doesn't get the Christmas spirit quite right. But a dark-haired white guy from that town, and most often her past, does get it. And through the relatively low-stakes story that sometimes features supernatural elements, she finally comes to understand the Christmas spirit, and gets a new boyfriend. Like, like 200 films follow this exact structure. Because of their predictability, overly cheerful tone, and easy messages, they are quite made fun of by those who don't watch them. So, to get our holiday jollies, we're going to spend Christmas month looking through these types of movies to see if they can shine through or disappoint their already laughable reputation. Now, without any further ado, welcome to the first ever Holly Jolly Christmas. To start us off just right, I watched the Lifetime original movie, Christmas Perfection. It follows a young perfectionist and Christmas lover named Darcy, who finds herself whisked away to her dream Christmas that repeats endlessly. It, it, it's Groundhog Day for Christmas lovers. We start with a young Darcy, crying while her parents fight in the background. She runs off to find her best friend Brandon, and the two then go out around their small hometown and she sees a Christmas village in the window. Then we cut to her as an adult. Seriously. That's it. We're done with her being a kid. Her co-worker is telling her off because she is late getting the art for their company's Christmas card finished. But the guy who's supposed to print it, Nick, tells her perfection takes time so she can go ahead and continue as is. We then cut to her getting Thanksgiving dinner ready, and her mom shows up with some store-bought food. She asks why she didn't make one of her grandma's recipes, and her mom responds by saying that Darcy always fusses no matter what she does. Her father, Brandon, and I think one other chick who literally does nothing for the entirety of the film show up. And during the holiday, we find out her parents divorced and are uncomfortable around each other, complaining and keeping Darcy from getting her ideal Thanksgiving. Everyone save Brandon eventually screws off, and the pair wait until midnight to get the Christmas decor out. The much more laid-back Brandon breaks the post office of her Christmas village during an argument, and he leaves. She then goes to find a replacement and is surprised to see that the shop from her childhood is open, and they have the exact post office she was looking for. She's also given a miniature that looks just like her for free from the shop owner. She places both in the village and then goes to bed. She then wakes up in her Christmas village. 
Before I go further, I want to address two important things. One, all this happens inside of the first 19 minutes of the movie. All the time we spend with her family, friends, and co-workers before she is whisked away makes up for less than 19 minutes of the film's 94-minute runtime. It wasn't enough to characterize anyone other than Brandon, who got by far the most screen time at this point. I bet you didn't know that she's close with her co-worker from before, or that that one exchange of dialogue was the only time she interacted with Nick in the movie thus far. I'll get a little more into that in a minute, but for now, I'll address the other thing. At no point in the film do they call Black Friday Black Friday. It's always called the day after Thanksgiving. Far more countries have Black Friday than they do Thanksgiving. Everyone knows what Black Friday is, and of course, shops are open late on Black Friday. It's Black Friday. Shops opening and obscene hours and offering insane deals are the whole point of Black Friday. That's what they, that's, that's Black Friday. I'll try to do my best to forgive that stupidity in the name of moving on. She awakes and finds that her parents are together and living with her for some reason. She quickly figures out that she's in her Christmas village and instead of being deeply disturbed, she's overjoyed. She can finally have her perfect Christmas. Just like the ones she imagined her mother's childhood Christmases spent in Ireland must have been like. Oh yeah. Uh, everyone except her is Irish now, and while some accents are forgivable, or even genuine, others are less than stellar. She goes out to enjoy the town and finds in this world, Nick, like everyone in the village, is her idealized version of himself and her boyfriend. I'd like, not, not everyone in the village is her boyfriend, just like, he, he just, just, they're idealized. Not, not, not her, not, not. She's not, 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 this isn't a harem, okay? We're not, not, not a harem thing. She enjoys her perfect Christmas and finishes it with a night singing carols at the alcohol-free pub. An alcohol-free pub in Ireland. Pretty sure that's a capital offense over there. She wakes up to enjoy it again and finds that Brandon returned to try to make amends with her and is now in her village too. Yeah, he happened across the shop owner in an earlier scene, but... I just... He's confused, but accepts the reality of it way too quick and doesn't question at all why he's not a part of her so-called perfect Christmas. Would have been fun if he had this Irish version of himself that drove him crazy for the duration of the film. But no, we can't have fun here. Which kind of defines Brandon's place in the film. He constantly does slightly different things than the day before and makes Darcy and everyone else uncomfortable. Eventually, they fight and he leaves to pout in his village home since he can't actually leave. No, I don't know why he has a home in her village if she didn't have a part of her perfect Christmas. He has one of the real life version of it, but there's no Irish version of the village. They never explain how or why this is the case. The pair make up. Shocker. And he shows her the parts of town she doesn't visit on her perfect day. And then later they fight. He's upset because he's been in love with her for so long, and she can't stay in her fake village forever. To which she replies that he can't know it's not real. Even though it's not. At all. And she knows this. He then gets sucked into a wormhole and is just gone. Darcy then becomes depressed due to this inconvenience. 
She tries to escape, but every route she attempts proves impossible. She becomes more depressed, especially since all the days and gifts are exactly the same. Don't ask me why Endless Christmas is a thing she wants. She lies in bed and her fake family and fake boyfriend can't cheer her up. After several days, they finally try something new and invite her to the pub for a special night. She's crowned the Queen of Christmas and has a bunch of flashbacks to her life over the years and her friends and family. She then gives a big speech about how Christmas, like life, isn't perfect. It's messy and hard and worth it. She loves her family, her real family, her co-worker and her dark and weird personality, her dad and... Her dad with his obscenely loud laugh. Her dad with his obscenely loud laugh and her mom and her opinions. Except we never see any of this for ourselves outside of her flashbacks, which did not take place in the first 19 minutes. You can't tell me these characters are these things. You have to show it, and they don't. There's no tension because we don't miss her real family. Low-stakes films are fine, but I don't really want her to get out because I don't feel attached to the world she's left behind. She was never in any danger, and didn't even show much in the way of terror at the fact that her best friend is possibly dead, or that she could be next. But her speech works, and it opens a portal she can take home. She runs over to find Nick. They finally start dating, which is weird because he was clearly flawless boyfriend material for her. But she wanted the coworker with one line. What can you do? We then cut to Christmas dinner. Her parents have shown up and begin to bicker. But she encourages them to enjoy themselves and that they can both do the things they want on Christmas. To which her parents agree. Feels like maybe you could have done that a lot sooner, Darcy, but... Whatever. We're almost done. Brandon arrives, as does her coworker, the woman from earlier, and Nick, who she invited and is trying to set up with her coworker. We then have a brief scene with a shop owner who gave her the miniature, and she's found a new victim. Yeah, she's just free to do as she sees fit. No consequences. And that's it. Movie's over. And it completely lived up to the reputation films like it have. It's predictable and has an easy message. There's no real hardships that Darcy goes through, no stakes at all. Low-tension stories are fine, but a tensionless movie? Not so much. It's well-acted enough, but it doesn't have anything unique to offer. It's an inoffensive movie for people who just want another Christmas movie. But if you want a meaningful story, a fun comedy, or exciting romance, look elsewhere. If you want a safe Christmas movie where the characters are literally incapable of swearing, that's not a joke, that, that's literally a thing in the movie, or a no-stakes film to relax to, then Christmas Perfection might just be the flick for you. With all that being said, this is GW, wishing you good night, good day, and good friggin' bye.